It's our weekly chat with our buddy Andy Hart, who is all over the Patriots feed on WEEI.com and the host of the Six Rings uh, postgame show and the uh, Six Rings podcast and anything that we can tie into Six Rings, Andy Hart is a part of. He is uh, presented. Presented. Ooh, how fancy. By McFarland Energy. If you need dependable home oil delivery or HVAC work in Greater Boston, the North Shore, or the Cape, please visit McFarlandEnergy.com. Hart, good afternoon. Guys, how are we? Uh, Did you just come back from the uh, press conference? Are you down there in Gillette? I am driving home now. Yes, indeed. What do you want to know? So here's, I just just saw this. I just saw this. Uh, A quote from Mac. Uh, yeah. here, here he says, one of the best things I do is my ability to communicate. Somebody told yeah. me that in the locker room, uh, and I took that to heart, I need to do a better job of that. I haven't done that here the past couple of years. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I just feel like that needs hmm. some sort of translation. I, I don't know, maybe if you can, I, am I reading into like really two years? Is he admitting that he was disconnected last year and he's also admitted admitting that he was still kind of disconnected the first five weeks of the season? What, 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 how should I read that? You uh, Well, first of all, that was the quote that jumped out to me. I would also let you know uh, I haven't had a chance to see the transcript and do the old find uh, feature and search, but he had to have said communicate at least 12 to 15 times in various answers throughout the press conference. Clearly somebody had a long talk with him this week because I always believe you players, no offense, Christian, but you players are sort of simpletons. When you talk and there's a message like this, it came from somewhere. You're just parroting it, right? You're the conduit. Um, So, and I also, like you, was like, wait, you're going back two years? So basically you're saying when you used to be good the first year, you communicated. And then you haven't been good communicating last year or this year, so that's why you're not good. And I also... He was talking about communication in a wide sense, like somebody in the locker room, which I found funny. That'd be like one person telling me, you know what? You're always a really optimistic, upbeat guy, and me thinking that's the reality. No, I'm an effing cynic. Just because one guy tells me something doesn't mean that's true about me. But I I found that part of it weird. And then he was talking about, like, on the field, uh, talking to Pop and telling Pop how he wants him to run this route. So, because communication is a wide-ranging topic and he seemed to mean it in all areas of the meaning on the field off the field locker room um so i don't know i, I don't know about you guys but i don't feel like the biggest issue this team has had is communication no I mean, no we need tell the lineman to block better yeah. tell the receivers to get open tell himself yeah. to throw a better ball yeah red right uh zero out 40 uh did i tell you guys what the play was on it's on one anybody got the play it's on one it's on one ready now let's break no, and I and I think that's Very interesting. Weird. When you, I feel like I'm like reading into a lot of things right now, and I feel like it's being confirmed. Mm. But I do think there's an aspect of series is over, goes to the sideline, talks to Bill O'Brien, does his breathing exercises. I never really see him go down the line. I never really see him hanging out with the offensive linemen, talking to the. I, I, and I feel like I'm, feel like I've seen that with great quarterbacks. They do. I wouldn't say communicate. I would say interact. You know, like throughout the three hours yeah. of the game, I feel like that's important more than anything. Sure, and and I agree with you. I don't know how many times I've seen that. Um, now, we're also, we do this in our heads. Like we're thinking of Brady going down the line. Let's go. Everybody's got to block better. We all got to do our jobs better. Hi, hi. That whole thing. And it's not fair in, even in our minds to compare Mac to that. But I do believe 
the quarterback job from Pop Warner through the NFL is a is a difficult job. It's all encompassing leadership, communication, support, um, criticism at times. Like you know, sometimes to be a good leader, I think you need to be kind of an a hole. And you know that I think all of that maybe he needs to do more of, and maybe that's what he's talking about going back to. Um, his energy. Remember um, his first year when he was competing with Cam? One of the things that struck a lot of teammates seemingly was, oh, I didn't know he had this much swag. I didn't. Ha-. They used the word swag, multiple teammates, and this much energy. And I just wonder if some of that's been beaten out of him, and he's like, I need to get back to that, where I'm interacting with my teammates at all times in the ways you're talking about, at all levels of the job. Um, and, and I think it's interesting. I will say and a lot of the other reporters were talking about this. We all kind of came to the same reaction. He was looser and more energetic in his press conference today. Now, whether that means anything or whether that's tied into this whole communicate better thing, um, I don't know. It's not like he was a beaten dog today after two horrific games. Uh, he was, I thought, strangely loose and open talking to the media. You know, uh, Hart, last year, one could argue that Belichick might have alienated Mac Jones with the way everything was handled, and then the whole, you know, hey, he's not the starter, da-da-da. But this year, and I know Bill was asked earlier today, hey, is Mac the starter? And it was, yeah, we're not making any changes. This year, it's been very different. Is Bill trying to undo what he did last year? Because, like, Bill... Stuck with Cam, then Mac beats him out, then we put in Matt Patricia, and now Bill seems to be behind Mac again. How would you process all of that? How do you process all of that from Belichick? Well, I'll tell you, from afar, it's difficult as an outsider. So I can only imagine for Mac and his inner circle, whoever that may be, um, it's also difficult because you're right, last year, all he had to say is, Max, my starting quarterback, he wouldn't say it. And then the end of the year was the whole, he, he's shown he can play in this league and the whole thing. And it was just such a strange occurrence after he stuck with Cam a couple years ago. And we were all like befuddled by that. And we always compare it again in our minds. Like, remember when Lovey Smith was in Chicago? Rex Grossman's our quarterback. Rex Grossman's our quarterback. He just kept saying it every single week, even though people wanted him to make a change. He wasn't going to make a change. Bill never did that with Mac. And then this year, I thought he was strong in support of Mac. And then all of a sudden, the bottom falls out. He's benched two weeks in a row. And you're like, oh, maybe it's time for a change. And nope, we're not making any changes, which I also found funny. I'm not sure how you can start over and we're not making any changes. I don't know how those two things can can both be true. Starting over, to me, involves some change. But that's a different topic. Um, From Mac in particular, I do think, it's mixed messages like, should I be comfortable as the quarterback? Should I be very uncomfortable as the quarterback? And I also think if Zappy were a more legitimate option to turn to, um, I think this would be a different dynamic, but I don't think they feel like he's a legitimate option. I think a lot of fans and media have decided he's not a legitimate option. So, you know, not having a better option by default, Mac is the guy. Um, but I think for two years, they've broken and had to build back up Mac, and I think they're in the midst of it again. Oh, my gosh. feels like every day it's like a therapy session for this guy and what's going on. <laughs> it is remarkable. It's the reason why they're so bad. Yep. So, Andy, um, I just think about the defense. 
Uh, I look at the turnover differential. I know that the offense is giving it up, and they're not getting a ton on their end, which is kind of leading to them being with the second worst turnover differential in the league. But I'm a, I'm yep. kind of wondering if you think there's some whispering going on in some darker corners in the locker room with the defensive players, and there's some snickering and eye rolling when they when they see Mac Absolutely. go out there at practice, and or when they see that they have to go out again on the field because the offense can't convert a first down. Like how much is I feel like that's something to pay attention to. Absolutely, and some of the assistant coaches acknowledged that yesterday. Gerard Mayo acknowledged, like that's a thing. These are human beings. Like we can pretend they're robots and they're the perfect soldiers and they would never question anything but their own jobs. No, no, no. They're human beings. This is a different world. You don't just roll out of bed and win 14 games anymore. They are going through adversity. As Hunter Henry said, adversity reveals character. And there's people in that locker room with flawed character or character flaws, right? And fingers get pointed in any office, any, any industry, any workplace, if someone's not carrying their fair share of the load, other people will talk about it. They'll point fingers. They'll gossip. I think it's just natural. Now, does it tear your team apart? Is it loud enough to do it openly? I mean, it's certainly not ideal that Mac's friend or someone close to Mac is saying basically he's playing with garbage, that that gets out there. Oh, oh um, he's playing with garbage? Well, if I'm a defensive player, he's garbage. He's scoring points for the other team. He's giving the other team short fields. So that is a slippery slope they don't want to go down. And maybe the communication stuff today had to do with that. Hey, how about you communicate better? And the first step would be not have your people in the media ripping the rest of your teammates. How about we start with that for better communication, Mac? Um, But I also, I don't think the locker room is fractured just yet, falling apart just yet. Um, You know, there's, probably some conversations at dinner with wives and girlfriends or best buddies or whatever. Um, But right now they're in a tough spot, but it's not over. That's what Hunter Henry said. You know, we're in a tough spot, but it's not over. And I would say that about the makeup of the team. I don't think the wheels are falling off in the locker room just yet, but it's something to watch. Andy Hart at WEEI.com here with Gresh and Fourier. Uh, How would you go about change with the Patriots offense? Well, first of all, Tyquan Thornton, get your ass out there. We drafted you in the second round for a reason. We're a defense. We're an offense right now that's a little bit stagnant. We don't have guys that can get open, that can beat man coverage. I drafted you. I'm Matt Grow. I said I need. If I want fast players, I got to draft fast players. You're fast. Get out there and show it. Um, I'd love to go the same route with Demario Douglas. You know, he's in concussion protocol. We'll see what the injury report says. If you can get him uh, available, I would play Demario Douglas like 78% of the snaps as soon as he's healthy. Find out what you have. He's been the lone guy that's really made plays help going back to preseason and summer camp. The problem is every time he makes a play, he seems to get hurt. Um, and I don't know if you've heard that availability is the most important ability. Um, so those would be two things offensively. Uh, I also am affirm, but like, you know how they always talk about, oh, the backup quarterback's in or the young quarterback's in. You, you need to build some confidence. Let's create some easy throws. How about we run a bootleg and just give him two options and hit the tight end I think you need a couple of those early in games. I think they – I've said this to you guys, I think, before. I'm a believer in the butterfly effect. I think you could start a game with a couple positive plays, and it could snowball positive. I love that Hunter Henry third and first drive on Sunday. If he hits that, they're driving down the field. The crowd feels good. Mac feels good. Hunter feels good. 
I think it could be a different game against a mediocre opponent, but he doesn't. And then the game spirals out of control in the other direction. So I think you need to, Billy O'Brien, I'm a big fan of yours. You haven't been good enough. You need to scheme up some easy plays for Mac, some Mm -hmm. easy confidence builders for this offense, and maybe mix in some more speed and athleticism because I'm kind of sick of seeing uh, Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster. He's hurt now, but kind of sick of seeing those old guys not be able to get open. Use your young receivers, scheme up some plays, and try to get some positivity going on offense. Hey, let me ask you this, because for the first three weeks, uh, Mac Jones was not the target by most fans and media people. Now he is the cause for all of the problems and will probably light Gillette Stadium on fire at some point. You know the silliness, right? So if Mac uh, say they bounce back and have a good offensive showing and he throws for 302 scores, so we're back to everything being okay, right? I ask half ass oh, glibly, but I'm curious for your response. Yeah, no, I'm not. Mac is already the former quarterback of the New England Patriots in my mind. I don't, I don't think there's any salvaging him as a franchise quarterback in New England. I think that ship has sailed. Um, I never thought he would bottom out the way he did in Dallas. Uh, I, you know, those were the things you make fun of others for the Zach Wilson's of the world, the Sam Darnold's of the world. I didn't think Mac was that bad. Uh, I thought his floor was higher than that. If that's his floor, that's a problem because the ceiling hasn't been all that high in a lot of games. So, um, no, I think you're talking about stabilize the season, stabilize who you are right now. Um, stop the bleeding on how bad it's been the last couple of weeks. And I actually felt bad for him last week. I thought last week some of it was circumstantial. Like, guys get hit when they throw. It happens. Um, you hit a guy in the hands, he bobbles it so much that it ends up an interception. I mean, he, Ty Montgomery's got to catch that ball. You get hit, at least it becomes a fumble. It's not a max stat sheet. So I thought there was some unluckiness last week. But, no, I, I, I think you're just looking week to week at, with Mac, his mentality, his communication, apparently, the quarterback position. Um, I I think the future is a different quarterback for the New England Patriots. I I feel pretty confident about that. Man, I tell you, so even just listening to you, like, yeah, he's already like the future quarterback of the uh, of the New England Patriots is uh, somewhere like maybe like a in college right now, getting ready for a Saturday matinee, and like all yep. you need to do to keep Mac in, in I guess, in it is gaslight him. You got to keep him engaged. Uh, if if he's if he catches yeah. wind that he's gone. Like, maybe he tries harder so other teams are watching, or maybe he goes in the tank. Yeah, I mean, with his the way he's been up and down over the last two years now, those are his words, not mine, using the communication thing and the way he's done, and then the way he's been so down the last couple weeks, um, his mentality, like his whole situation, he definitely feels like a guy that talks to a lot of sports psychologists and reads <sighs> those books. So yeah. you never know where he's going to go. Um but, yeah, like that's – I mean, Vegas updated. I got the email this morning. The over-under out of Vegas is five-and-a-half wins. If you take the under and you're a five-win team or a four-win team, you're where people have been talking about. You're where quarterbacks get drafted in the top ten picks, and I think that's probably the direction that this franchise is going in. All right. Well, we'll see. That's a big declaration from Hart that wow. Max already, he's already toast. out the door. I kind of feel in like he's on something. In four and a half he, weeks, Hart will be like, I don't know. Maybe we're going to talk about this. How does he say uh, no, The, the opposite so. of that is how does he save it? How does he save everybody's job? 
uh, win games. You know what? In <laughs> know, all, but but no, win but games and, all, and have it be him but, be the reason. But in all honesty, I right. think the one guy that is crazy as it sounds could have the biggest impact in all this is Bill O'Brien. Hart mentioned it. We all yep. thought that that was. I mean, in all, I mean, think about it. If if Bill O'Brien can figure out how to get this team to protect a little bit or figure out how to get the ball out quicker, go down the road of some of the Charlie Weiss stuff, and then they start to move the ball a little bit and it doesn't look so bad, he's the guy, to me, that can affect the most change. Because I think, even though, and Hart, I don't, I don't know if you're a just pilot all on Mac, I don't think you are. However, uh, if if they can start to figure some of that stuff out and everything starts to look better... Then it's like, okay, maybe we have figured this out. Maybe we needed a bump in the road. Maybe we needed to wake Bill O'Brien up. To me, there's a lot riding on Bill O'Brien having the ability to fix this, Andy Hart. Absolutely, and by extension, I would include Adrian Clem in that. That's the a good two point. biggest additions to this team were Adrian Clem and Bill O'Brien, right? The owner wanted Bill O'Brien. They were on the same page. They brought him in. Now we need an offensive line coach. You bring in Adrian Clem. I mean, he didn't. He's great linemen to improve your line. You added a and a coaching staff. And I, I always say this, excuses are reasons given by losers. It is fair to say the offensive line talent isn't good or the wide receiver talent isn't good. But at some point, if you're a big-name offensive coordinator like Bill O'Brien or you're a quarterback like Mac Jones, you have to be a positive. You have to overcome your surroundings and your limitations and your excuses and I do think Billy O'Brien needs to do more of that. Making things work. Find a way to make chicken salad. And, yeah. Now, I would also say his resume is much more positive than Max. He's got a longer track record to fall back on. Mac has one good rookie season and then two bad years. And I think that's why there is more falling on his plate. Like, oh, he's not really that good. He's probably running out of time. Whereas Bill O'Brien can say, I've done a lot of things in this league, in college, I'm a pretty good offensive mind, so he has a little bit more, I guess, excuse credibility, if that's even a phrase. But, yeah, he needs to get his butt in order to. Andy Hart at WEEI.com, the Six Rings postgame show, the Six Rings podcast, and anything Six Rings. It's all Andy Hart. There it is. Uh, don't get breaking Boston. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one, too. Oh, that hurts. I don't care for that tone. Grash. Well, no, I just I, for, I forget about it because, I mean, we got to 15 things to plug. You're presented by uh, McFarland. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're everywhere. You're in your truck. You're not in your boat anymore. Nope. I'm in my truck, and I'm on my Awaken 180 maintenance program. You're right. Everything is hitting. I was just going to say, dude, aren't those, uh, aren't those uh, protein bars sneaky good? Uh, very good. Probably too good. I feel like, have you ever seen that Seinfeld where they think the frozen yogurt yep. is like fat yeah. free yeah. and then they end up putting on 20? Sometimes when I'm eating those protein bars, I'm like, is this really what I'm supposed to be eating? Yeah. Like, is this, is this advisable? Like, the caramel crunch is unbelievable. That's my favorite. That's the yeah. one. It was also oh, a scene from the, the movie Mean Girls, if you've seen that. Oh. Sorry. Uh, all right. He's yeah, a nice it. guy, so He's I don't see it. that. You've seen it. You know you haven't. Lacey Chabert made her big return in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. Lacey Lacey Chabert? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she was on one of those, like, Party of Five shows or whatever. Oh, really? And then then, uh, showed up, uh, I think, over 18. Big difference. Mm. Hart, we'll see you, buddy. Thank you. (laughs) See you, guys. We don't want to get get Hart in trouble on any of that.